0: (音楽) ¶¶ Well, good morning, everyone. I want to welcome you to Wheat Among the Tares, our live program here every Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern Time here from the studios of Gethsemane Global Radio in Lexington, South Carolina. We appreciate you joining us this morning. Pastor, good to see you yes, this sir. morning. Good morning to
1: you, my brother, and to all you that are listening and on today, thank
0: you for being on with us. A lot of folks listening this morning. I appreciate the fact that uh, we have this opportunity every Wednesday morning to come to you and to bring to you things that are going on with regard to uh, ministries from around the world. And we have talked to a lot of interesting people, uh, pastor, through the last couple of years here. We really have. And we have enjoyed uh, this time sitting behind the microphone and, and speaking to folks. We have a special guest this morning. I want to bring him in in just a minute. I want to bring something to our attention here, a story that I read just this morning, and it deals with the the headline reads this, Pastor. It says, Christians are open to share their faith, but few do so, and I thought about that from the standpoint of here in America. We still have the great liberty to be able to share uh, and to witness for the Lord Jesus Christ and Uh, there was a recent survey and they just said this in the last six months, 53% of Christians have at least shared their faith with a friend, but only 30% have done so with a stranger. Wow. So that's less than a third of folks that are actually, uh, and, and pastor, how many times do you preach the fact that we need to tell others of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how we heard.
1: Fulfill a great commission.
0: Amen. And and that's exactly what needs to be done. I thought I would just share that with you in hopes that that would, uh, as our listener, and if you listen to this podcast later, uh, will provoke you to good works with regard to telling folks about the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. After all, the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness but not us which are saved, it is the power of God. Think about that
1: verse that Paul said, that some men have not the knowledge of God, and I speak this to your
0: shame. Good verse, absolutely. And and, and here in America especially, Especially, that that needs to be done. Well, we want to go to our special guest here this morning, Pastor, and his name is Pastor Danny Posey. Brother Posey is the pastor of Missionary Baptist Church up in Pickens, South Carolina, a local here. And uh, Brother Danny has pastored for 24 years. Brother Posey, I want to welcome you to Wheat Among the Tares this morning, my brother.
2: Good morning, brother. Glad to be here this morning.
0: Well, I appreciate you doing so and taking the time out of your schedule to uh, meet with us here and to discuss very interesting uh, story that you're going to be conveying to us this morning. And uh, Brother Posey, you and I have a common uh, brother in the Lord and Brother Chad Price, and he told me... Uh, some months back, about uh, I needed to talk to you about uh, what was going on with regards specifically to how God has moved you to uh, begin a Christian school there in, in the area of Pickens County and uh, uh, Greenville County, Pickens County, up in that area. And, um, and I wanted the folks to, and and we have folks from all across the U S that are listening right now and some from other parts of the world. And I wanted you to be able to share this story because it's, it is a unique story in the sense that God first moved you to do this. But before we go there, just, if you would just give us a brief word of testimony, how the Lord, first of all, dealt with you about your soul and how you came to know the Lord.
2: Thank you, brother. It's a privilege to be here with you this morning and uh, always enjoy the opportunity to share what Jesus has done for me and how big he is in my life and how miserable I would be without him. But I, I was saved at a 29 years old. I was uh, r- rebellious and out into the world and uh, my life uh, did not represent anything to do with Christ or the church or anything of that nature uh then uh my wife and i were both lost and, and condemned and we had a little girl and uh, she was uh probably about around three or four years old at the time and my wife started going to church she got scared it was the time of the iraq war when the americans had invaded iraq and she got scared and started going to church and her family had invited her and uh, and i i had nothing to do with church i didn't want to do anything with church i my heart was rebellious a matter of fact i was a budweiser truck driver is what i was and and she started going to church, and uh, not long after that, she got saved. And, um, and brother, she come home different. Uh, she started uh, – we had a – and you're going to think this is funny, but we had a – all we had in our house was one of those big coffee table Bibles and uh, she started reading that big coffee table Bible in the evening.
0: I think I think folks are really familiar with those oh, big yes. coffee table <laughs> Bibles, brother. They are for sure. Go ahead. That's
2: all. That's all we had in our home. And and she started reading that thing. And I would laugh at her, and I would make fun of her. And and, and she got serious about that. Even when we, brother, when we sat down to eat, she began to bow her head and, and say the blessing over the food. And I got in my mind that that church had brainwashed her. I thought they had, uh, you know, some type of cult. They had done something to her. Yeah. <laughs> and so she started going to church every Sunday morning, every Sunday evening, and she would leave me, and she would take our daughter, and she'd leave me at home by myself on Sunday. And after church on Sunday morning, she would go to her mother's and eat lunch, and there I sat all day long by myself. And uh, I guess a couple of weeks went by like that, maybe a month, and I got tired of that. So one Sunday morning, she got up and started getting ready to church, and, I threw the covers back, and she said, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I'm going to church." I said, "I'm not staying here by myself today." Amen. And so I went to church in Mile Creek Baptist Church. Pastor Jim Roberts, and uh, he preached the gospel. And, uh, and and make a long story short, uh, he the message he preached that Sunday morning, brother, was people need the Lord. And uh, as he preached that, and the Holy Ghost fell upon my life, and I just felt like I was the only one in the church that Sunday. and Amen. He gave an invitation, and I fought and fought, and finally I let go of that pew and went running to the altar. And Pastor Jim said, son, what do you need? And I said, preacher, I need the Lord. And one of the deacons took me to the back and led me to the Lord, and, and uh, I was gloriously saved. My life was changed. Amen. And, uh, And uh, not long after that, uh, just the very next week or so, I lost my job at Budweiser, and God just worked all that out. And uh, God called me to preach, and uh, I got saved in 91. God called me to preach in 93. Uh, I went to Tabernacle Baptist Bible College uh, to learn more about the Bible. And uh, after I graduated in 1997, and uh, then uh, they called me to pastor Missionary Baptist Church in 1998. And I've been here since 1998, October of 1998. So this coming October will be 24 years. I'll have, I will have been at Missionary Baptist Church. Amen.
0: Bless the Lord, my brother. That is a, a, an interesting testimony in and of itself. Um, uh, to for God to use use your wife, <clears throat> excuse me, to uh, be a testimony to you and. Pastor Williamson, First Peter 3 bears that oh, out. absolutely. A good yeah, conversation.
1: Amen, amen. It never grows old, does it, to hear how God steps in somebody's world and uh, changes their world and brings them to Calvary and gets them saved by the grace of God. I sure enjoyed your testimony, my brother.
0: Amen, amen. Good indeed. Brother Posey, we're going to shift gears now, and, uh, and I want to go um, – to initially just some of the initial details about how God started to move on your heart with regard to this matter of a Christian school. And let me just, let me just interject here for the folks that are listening. This may be uh, uh, unusual in the sense of there are a lot of Christian schools across the U.S., and there are. But when the Lord steps into somebody's life and puts a burden on their heart uh, and starts to move them, uh, that's when, to me, the uniqueness of of the moving of the Spirit of God in somebody's life to begin something. And a lot of people may say, Pastor, well, it's just a Christian school. Well, a Christian school is not just a Christian school. It's for the purpose of training young men and young women to know the Lord, first of all. So, Brother Danny, with that in mind, tell us a little bit of how God, first of all, started to move you concerning the Christian school.
2: Yes, sir,
1: Brother.
2: When I I started pastoring the church here at Missionary Baptist in October of 98, uh, there was a desire in my heart to not just have a church. I wanted to have a place where everybody could be trained and discipled and know more about the Lord, not just a Sunday morning, Sunday night, uh, Wednesday type thing. I want it to be a, a lifestyle. I wanted it to, you know, and I just had a burden, you know, for a school and a Bible college. And I, I'm i honest with you, I still have a burden for a Bible college. And I believe the Lord will do that one day. And I had a visiting preacher come in and he, he said this to me as we were eating. He said, he said, brother, he said, get you a, he said, get you a vision and don't let go of that vision until God gives it to you. And, boy, that burned in my heart, burned in my heart. And, and I spent 12 years at Tabernacle Christian School. Uh, my son was enrolled there. And my two daughters were enrolled there. And I helped there. I, when I first enrolled my son there, the administrator came and asked, Could I, would I help the school teach Bible and those type of things? And, and I said, praise the Lord, that would help with tuition and those type of things. But I still had that burning desire. I wanted to do it in my church. But, I, brother, I kept using the excuse. I, we didn't have the money. We didn't have the facilities. And we did, we weren't equipped to do that. And I kept making that excuse to God, but that that desire kept getting bigger and bigger. And even in my mind, I would think, when I was at Tabernacle, if I had a school, I would do it this way or that way. And I'm not, I, you know, Tabernacle is a great place by all means. But I just had that in my heart. And um, I was eating breakfast with a evangelist, Brother Dean McNeese. Probably a lot of you know Brother Dean McNeese. And he looked at me and he said, Brother Danny, he said, why do you drive to Greenville every day and help that help school over there, and you could do it at your own place? And I thought, wow. And it was like a frying pan hit me upside the head, and I thought, why do I do that? Then I kept holding on to an excuse, you know, I I don't have the facilities, I don't have the money. And then finally one, one morning, God spoke to me so real, and my son was graduating, and I said, this is the time. And God said, "This is the time." He said, "If you're going to do it, now's the time." And so, as soon as my son graduated, I went to the deacons and I said, "Guys, I said, it's time for us to start this school here." And they looked at me and they, you know, they 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 support me very, you know, very godly, and I certainly appreciate them. And uh, they didn't argue with me. I was hoping they maybe they would, you know, but they, <laughs> yeah. they didn't argue with me. They said, "Pastor, let's let's do it. Let's do it." And so I took it before the church and told the church what we were going to do. And I was honest, brother. I was honest with the church and the church knew the financial situation. I said, We do not have the money. I said, We do not. I said, But we're going to, by faith we're gonna believe that God's gonna give us this school and help us with this school. And when I told the church that, brother, they you know, people started giving and things started happening and and that's how missionary Christian schools started. It started by faith. And I and I can't express to you enough how we did not have the money. As a matter of fact, When we started our school, when God told us to start our school, and I took it before the church, we were at our lowest point financially that our church had ever been in those 20 years at that time I had been at the church. Lowest point. And I I wouldn't tell you the number we were at, but it was scary where our numbers were. And to be completely honest, I had previously just taken a couple of pay cuts as a pastor, and that's where we were. And I and I just felt so strong. I felt as strong about this school as I did my salvation, as I did my calling to preach. And I took it before the church, and and they were for it. They were all for it. And that's where we started, brother.
0: Brother, that is, um, you know, honestly, Pastor Williamson, it isn't that where when a, when something looks absolutely impossible, that's when God steps in and does the possible amen and yeah. it, it, you know and I think about I'm going to read something here to, to both of you um, everybody it, probably if you're listening this morning have any kind of background in church history uh, you've heard the name George Mueller before and George Mueller was a man who lived in in England in the 1800s in the Bristol England area. I want to read you just a, a brief um, uh, paragraph. Uh, Brother Posey, because the comment that you just made about the church being at its lowest point with regard to financially, and it looked absolutely impossible. But it says this, it says, Among the greatest monuments of what can be accomplished through simple faith in God are the great orphanages covering 13 acres of ground on Ashley Downs in Bristol, England. When God put it into the heart of George Mueller to build these orphanages, He had only two shillings or fifty cents in his pocket. Wow. Without making his wants known to any man but to God alone, over a million four hundred thousand pounds, that's equivalent to seven million dollars today, were sent to him from the building and for the building rather and maintain maintenance of these orphan homes when the writer first visited them, is talking about the one that actually wrote this, near the time of Mr. Mueller's death, there were five immense buildings of solid granite capable of accommodating 2,000 orphans. In all the years since the first orphans arrived, the Lord has sent food in due time so they have never missed a meal for want of food. Amen. And And what a testimony. And yes, Pastor Posey, what you have described as it being a low point, George Mueller had 50 cents in his pocket. Right. You, you were at your lowest point, and yet God so burdened your heart to start this work. And I think I think that's an amazing yeah. thing and a tribute to sure. the faith of a man, number one, yep. and the faith that God puts into the heart of a man to begin a work brother posey continue with your story now as far as um now what is going on and what the lord has done since that low point
2: okay brother and i want the listeners to know i was scared to death i'm honest i just knew there's something that i was supposed to do i didn't know how to do it I, i i had been part of christian education for 12 years but I didn't know how to put a school together. I knew how it was organized. I knew all those things and how they did the classrooms. But I didn't know how to put a school together. And so I just you know began to pray and ask God what to do and how to do it. And and I, my my uh, mind just kept going back. You know you know how am I going to do this? I need somebody to help me as a pastor. I was busy. I need some help. And and my son-in-law he came to me and he he looked at me and he said uh, he said Pastor he said uh, I want to help you with this school. He said, I want to be the administrator. And my mind went, well, you know, he's he's the husband of my daughter and the father of my grandchildren. Okay, good. How are you going to take care of my my daughter and my grandchildren? And then, uh, you know, I just, he said, I want to help you. And I said, how are you going to do that in work? He said, no, I'm going to quit my job and by faith help you with this school. And I said, wow. And, brother, he did that scared us to death and he did that and by faith he's never missed a paycheck he's been faithful to everything to help build this school as administrator and he's been my right hand man and man hey, I, brother i can't explain to you what by faith god has worked in his life and my daughter's life my daughter's a teacher here and the lord's just really blessed my grandchildren go to school here amen and we were getting started, you know, we were trying to, he, he came to me, he said, he said, pastor, we're going to have to have some of these rooms in the basement of the church. And so we go down there and we start cleaning the basement out and getting things ready. And, and all of a sudden brother, you know, we, there's a bump in the road. We find some mold in our basement. You can't have mold and children in the same room. You know, it, yeah. It you that's right. Yeah. And so I call a company out and ask them for a price to come in and clean the mold up and we'll be certified you know, all that be gone. They come out, and, uh, you know, again, no budget. We don't have any money. And they give us a price of $12,000 to clean this up. And so I think that was – I got that bid on a Friday, and I went to the church on Sunday morning. I told the church, I said, I was given a price of $12,000 to clean this mold up. And I said, church, we don't have the $12,000. I said, the only thing I know to do is press on because God said start the school. amen And the church, amen, preacher, amen, pastor and uh, we preached that morning we worshiped that morning we gave an invitation we ended the service i went to the back door or front door of the church to shake hands as all preachers do and uh, the church began to empty out and a lady walked up and she stuck something in my front pocket and she said uh, maybe this will help a little bit and so as uh the church emptied and all preachers do we <laughs> I looked in my pocket real quick when nobody was looking around, <laughs> and the check said, um, "Brother, check said twelve thousand dollars."
0: Wow. Praise and the Lord. So
2: the Lord gave twelve thousand dollars to take care of that cleanup in the basement, and brother, it just took off from there. And uh, it, it was just amazing how God just, um, and I've had, I've had people I've never met in my life to walk in my office and lay down sixteen thousand dollar checks. Uh, we've got. Seven people, seven teachers on payroll, and I'm completely honest with you. There was times that we did not have payroll, but these Mm -hmm. teachers have never, never missed a check. We have never, ever had to take money from the church. Uh, The school is independent of the church as of now, and the church supports the school. The church does everything. We're willing to help the school, but as of right now. The church has they've we've always Lord's always provided. We we pay our teachers every two weeks and there's been times in the beginning of that second week there was no money to pay our teachers. No money to pay the staff. And by the time Thursday rolled around to go pick up payroll, it was there, brother. It was there.
0: Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, George Mueller said the same thing. They used to sit down at the table, and there literally was no food. Yes. And yet yes. he sat there with those kids, and he thanked the Lord for what the Lord was going to provide, and there would be a knock at the door. Certainly. Yeah. And uh, and how many times did, uh, and, and did those types of things thrill my heart to hear that, Brother Posey, I, I, you mentioned several that uh, came in. I remember you mentioned one in a conversation the other day. A gentleman came in that didn't even go to church there, right. and uh, he walked in. You hadn't, I don't think you'd ever met him. Tell us that story real quick.
2: Yes, sir. I, I was sitting in my office one day, and I got a phone call uh, from a, a, a friend of mine, a, a guy that goes to another church in the area. He says, "Preacher, there's somebody that wants to meet you." He said, "I talked to him, and he wants to meet you." And I said, "Okay, great." I said, "I'm in my office. I'll be here until a certain certain time." And he said, "Okay." He said, "I'm gonna tell him to come by and meet you." So he came by, and he—I uh, saw him in the uh, cameras of the church, and uh, we let him in the—I let him in the back door, and he came in, sat in my office, and he was a, I guess he was in his seventies, uh, very nice uh, gentleman. He was in uh, a pair of uh, uh, overalls. Uh, had a ball cap on, and he sat down in my office in one of my chairs, and uh, he, we had small talk, and he just asked a couple of questions about the church and the school. Then uh, he probably spent five minutes in my office, and all of a sudden he dug into his bib overalls, and uh, he pulled out a, a check, and he laid it on my desk. And he said, he said, Pastor, it sure was nice to meet you. He said, I want you to take this money, and I want you to use it as you see fit. He said, I really would like for you to use a, a, a good portion of it toward the school. And I said, praise the Lord. Brother, I said, I appreciate that. Uh, I said, you have no idea of the need and how much we appreciate that. And so he, we said goodbye, I hugged his neck, and he walked out. And as he walked out, I opened up the check, and it was for $16,000. Mm-hmm. And nice I had song, never man. met the man in my life, and he had never been to church here. He just heard about the work of the school and the church, Thank and God. he wanted to be a help. And from that time, he's come back to the church a couple of times. He has his own home church he goes to. He's a saved believer. and uh, But he was, what a, what a blessing, what a help he was to us uh, at that time. And, and uh, you know, things like that, you never forget. You just, they stick with you. Amen. And there's been other times. People have walked in and, you know, and given. Uh, I had a man walk in my living room in my house. He calls and said, Preacher, I need to see you. And he came and he pulled in my driveway and he came in my living room and he uh, he had an envelope and he laid an envelope on my, on the, on the table there and he hugged my neck and he walked out and I looked in an envelope and it was $10,000 in that envelope. And brother, I, I, mean, you know, I just can't explain to you person after person, people in the church can give. We have, um, seven area churches in the community that support our school as a, um, as a missionary, so to speak. And it's just, a, it's just caught on fire. It's just, uh, we started out with 20 students the first year. This year, we're going to be up near 65, 70 students. And we just, the uh, Lord's just blessed he, uh, again and again and again. We we were out of room. We don't we didn't have any room. And so what we done, we went before the church and told the church that we're going to have to build some rooms. And the church was all for it. And again, we didn't have the money. We, we didn't have the money. We had to go borrow this money. And we built four brand-new rooms and the Lord is paying that bill. Amen. He, I, brother, I can't explain to you how you know, we had to borrow you know, the money, and the Lord is paying that bill to take care of that and paying our teachers, and it's just a blessing. Amen. We, For the first time in four years, for the first time in four years, this school year, we ended up uh, above budget for the first time in
0: four years. Amen. Praise the Lord, brother. That is an excellent, excellent story, and... Uh, uh, it is a tribute again, Pastor Williamson, Certainly. to the, uh, you know, I, I can't help but think of the parallel how this runs again with George Mueller and and uh, and how he, George Mueller, started with just very small uh, operation, so to speak, and that the Lord continued to increase. But I remember something he said. He said the reason that that ministry was started overall is that faith, in the Lord could be proven, not only to him himself, but to others as well. And uh, Pastor Posey, I know that that, the testimony alone of the school and how God has provided has not only been a testimony to you, because I can hear you say amen, 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 but also to your church and to the community, and they've had to see what God has done.
2: Well, that's right. Our church, you know, I was concerned would our church get on board with this. I was really concerned. Um, but uh, the, wow! they saw they saw God's blessing, they saw students, the, the number of students increase, they saw they heard the testimonies of kids getting saved in our school, in our churches, a thousand percent on board now. And I want the listeners to understand, please understand, we don't have a church the size of four or five hundred people we have a church our church is less than a hundred people less than a hundred people we don't have any doctors any lawyers we don't have, we, we don't have any we have blue collar, hard-working people that just give they sacrifice they give we we have people that don't even know us giving and that's just a just a blessing and mm. the, i want the listeners to understand that i if you know you may think that our church is a tremendous size and it's a small church, and the Lord's really, really blessed
0: by faith. Without faith, it is impossible Absolutely. to yeah. please Amen. the Lord. Pastor, every yeah, ministry,
1: you know, in case there's, you know, a church member out there or somebody listening this in on the financial end in your church, and you have a voice, uh, or pastors listening, um, let me encourage you that. A ministry, the work of God, can never be run like a business. I'm thankful right. for a budget and give you an idea where you spent your money last year and where it went and kind of what's going the future before, but your decisions in the ministry should never be made by your budget. Amen. There's no faith in that. Absolutely. And we uh, that's the way we've operated from day one at Gethsemane <laughs> is if the Lord leads, I don't even look at the budget. I don't even say, can we? I just say, God said and the lord's led us that way and god has provided that's what you get to see god do great things when he moves you to and and if we study the bible when God told men to do things, I mean it was by faith. That's they didn't right. have the means to do it. God was gonna right. provide. He wanted to see if you would just go for go forward. Amen. Do it. Here's what I want you to do. Yep. And uh and you'll get to see God move and testimonies like this, because what happens, he gets all the glory. Amen. He right. gets it, all the glory because there's no Amen. way we could take any of it to ourselves. That's right. Yes,
0: Amen. Yeah. And it starts with a vision. Amen. It starts Certainly. with God moving a man's heart for yeah. sure. Yeah, my burden,
2: brother, is just for this next generation. Our 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 world is wicked, uh, just yeah. depravity, and we just want to pull these kids in and and give them a chance to know Jesus. We yeah. do give a good education. We we back up uh, program. Yes, uh, we do our best to teach them academically, train them, but we in, we insert Jesus every day. We have chapel services every Wednesday we've had kids saved uh we have uh we we sing uh old the old songs of zion mm. we yeah you know, we we uh we worship here as well and uh we uh we with king james bible we and yes, you know, we uh do our best to honor the lord but we're just trying to uh hedge about these this next generation and give them a chance and our phones are ringing off the hook it really is and god's Amen. really blessing and, and uh can I tell a little bit about where we want to go? What we want? Yes, to do? Yes, sir. You
0: go right ahead. We've got time.
2: Okay, brother. We we uh, we're full. We're going to be full this coming year, even though we built the new rooms. God's blessed, and we're going to be full uh, capacity most likely. And uh, we're just uh, we're out of room, and so we we need a gymnasium. We need that. We need that. Not for uh, not for want. It's a need. These kids deserve a place. Have activities and sports and those type things. The public schools have those things. Our kids deserve that. And we've you know got some bids out, and there's no way we can do that as of now. But we believe God's going to help us with that. We we don't have transportation for field trips. We have a a 15-passenger van that we we have for our church. But our kids, we have many more kids than that for the school, and so we're praying about a bus. We found the bus, and uh, we believe in it God by faith. matter of fact, I told the guy to go ahead and get the bus ready. And uh, by faith, we don't have the money. It's going to be around $50,000. And I told the guy to get it ready. And I, I believe I'm going to go before the church, and Amen. the church is going to – I believe they're going to support it. And we're going to go for it. Amen. So, uh, so that's where we are.
0: Brother Posey, I guess one of the greatest lessons that uh, those kids could learn uh, in that school, other than the academics – is the fact that there is a God yes, who answers prayer and can be trusted by faith to hear them. Right. And uh, that is, to me, one of the greatest lessons that they Amen. could ever learn. Brother right. Posey, as is our custom here, we always pray with those who we have on board here at Wheat Among the Tares, and uh, our pastor always takes time to pray. And uh, so we are gonna be praying for you and the ministry there. And uh, trust the Lord will greatly, greatly uh, increase uh, the fruit of your labors there, my brother. Pastor Williamson.
1: Yes. Father, we come before you. Thank you for Brother Danny and the blessing of him being on with us this morning on this broadcast. And Lord, thank you for the great work that you have done there. And a blessing to hear the testimony of, Lord, the things that you have done and how we give you the glory for it and how you've provided Lord, thank you that once again we learn lessons about faith and uh, that the scripture, uh, Lord, the strength of the scripture, that if we'll do as you've commanded us to do, that I do believe where, Lord, you guide, you provide. And, Father, we pray for uh, Missionary Baptist Church that you'll bless it. And I pray that you'll bless Missionary. Uh, Lord school there and that you will meet the needs Lord this bus that he spoke of the gymnasium that he spoke of the other needs multiple other needs that are there and being out of room and needing more room even in the future as you're growing this ministry pray that you'll uh, Lord I know that you've guided this far and uh, Lord that brother Danny be sensitive to follow your direction to know to know when to walk and when not to. And I pray that you'll give him that discernment, Lord, and do great things there as you have already done and continue to do it. And uh, pray for these children, Lord, that uh, they'll get that uh, biblical uh, teaching of a biblical worldview. And, Lord, for those that may be in the school that are lost through that chapel, Lord, that they'll come to know Christ through the teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Yes, In Jesus Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Amen. amen amen amen
0: brother danny posey pastor of missionary baptist church Pickens, south carolina it's been a joy to have you with us this morning my brother to present your work there it's been a great joy thank you for being with us today brother
2: thank you brother i God appreciate the opportunity you, i really do
0: lord bless you, brother pastor what a great amen great yeah, encouraging, encouraging yeah, great story and i and i trust that uh, as you have listened here from folks from all across the united states and around the world i trust that uh, the story of this man's faith and what god has done through a vision that he had that uh, it has been an encouragement to you and knowing that we serve a God that answers Amen. prayer. I want to ask you to join us every Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern time for Wheat Among the Tares. And thank you again for joining us. Pray for us here and have a wonderful day in the Lord.